PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm here with my co-host. The superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. Yep, even even through Corona, it's the legendary creaming still going on. Yep. During a pandemic. Yeah. Cream and don't stop. Just open me a beer. On a... Oh, I'm still on that rock tequila, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, what kind of bubbly are you drinking with it? I got a splash of lime bubbly, but I put some pineapple juice and some aguave in here, a little cocktail. Some agave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, making being quite the mixologist these days. Yeah, I mean, what the hell else am I going to do? Yeah, I guess. I mean, what are, what have you been doing in these COVID times? Nothing. My, it just gets worse and worse. I was talking to your brother this week, and I was like, man, I was telling him, I'm a person who needs structure in my life, or I'm just going to fall apart. Because yeah, if I'm left to, if I'm left to my own devices, I'm just going to eat pizza and hamburgers and lay on the couch all day and watch garbage on TV. <laughs> That's why you joined the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you remember my life before the coast guard yeah it was hideous that's what it is right now jesus uh meanwhile i'm working 70 hours a week no big deal uh just through just through this pandemic just working through it uh <laughs> just slinging bags yeah slinging bags uh selling jello shots to go uh <laughs> Do what? Who's ordering Jello shots? The entire city of Denver. Seems like such a weird thing to order. I mean, when you just sell them for two bucks, people just buy stuff, man. They don't. People are just buying stuff right now. Nobody knows what's going on. I don't even want to talk about the stuff I bought on Amazon. But I did get our hats. Yeah, and I have, I have been buying a lot of shit. I know, just I'm dumb gonna... shit. Like somehow I'm going to come out of COVID just rich. Um, <laughs> but. uh I did get our hats in. I'm holding them right now. Yeah, that is incredible. Jamie ordered me and himself the the Lincoln hat or the Lincoln Hawk Lincoln hat. <laughs> the Lincoln Hawk uh Bonnaroo hats. Yeah, from over the top. Yeah, I can't wait to wear mine. Yeah, it's gonna be incredible. Be wearing it talking to Warlord. Yeah, I'm gonna be wearing it everywhere, dude. I'm I'm gonna have to get an eighteen wheeler. Yeah. I've been looking into them. Uh Right now, the prices are a bit high on them because the demand is high because there's no truck driving laws, but we've already went over that. Yeah, you kept up with the laws since the 80s because I know you're an expert on the 80s laws. Yeah, now they're now the it's like the 80s now, basically. You're just a haul ass. There's no, like, truck drivers making a lot of money right now if they want to. Well, speaking of over-the-top... Um... The over-the-top truck made an appearance in the movie we're covering this week. Yep. Um, we are, this week is actually a little different than previous weeks. We, uh, you know, we've stuck to action movies mostly. Just badass 80s action movies. This is definitely different than that. Completely different, but it's still badass. Yeah, still a badass movie. Um, we're covering 1989's The Wizard. Starring Fred Savage, Bo Bridges, Christian Slater, 
Uh, good friend Frank McRae. Yeah, good friend of ours back back in the day. Um, good man. Yeah, so um, this was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Um, it's a family movie. It's kind of like a drama, I guess you could say, kind of. But it's um, yeah, with some comedy and just a good old fashioned, uh, good old fashioned coming of age story, almost too. Yeah, it's just an '80s kids movie, basically. And me and Jamie are both kids in the '80s. And this is really an hour and a half long commercial for Nintendo. Yep, which is awesome. <laughs> it, because, yeah. Uh, if you know anything about me and Jamie, you know that we love regular Nintendo. Yep, everybody's on them Nintendos all the time. Yeah, we love regular Nintendo, man. We spent hours playing regular Nintendo, All Star Softball tournaments. Yeah. And um, I think we can say that I'm the best all-star softball player. I'm reigning champion. I have undefeated the last three years, four years, I guess. I don't think we've played in three years. No, nah, we played. Uh, we played, played at Travis's house. house. That was years ago. Well, we played at Rad's house, too. But I, I, beat, yeah. I beat you, Doc, and Save all in the same night. And Matt. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, at Rad's house where they, we were in. The, there was a pool and. We were why was Matt at Rad's? You were mad? No, why was Matt at Rad's? It was when Matt and them came in town. Because I came to Blue Ridge, we all were in town. Joel and everybody. And then so Matt rode down to hang out with us. I don't even remember this. Yeah, it's been like four years ago. We played a couple times since then. But I haven't lost probably honestly about five years. So we'll just leave it at that. I beat you at Travis's house when we went to Travis's house in Florida. Nah, that... uh. Yeah, well, that was in for Florida. sure. He hasn't lived. You got mad and didn't talk to anybody for like two days. <laughs> that was uh, Travis hasn't lived in Florida in years. I mean, that was like ten years ago. Oh, yeah, when we spent down in Jacksonville. Yeah, it was when they had that one room with all the Nintendos. Yeah, which I'm sure he has a Nintendo room now. We saw Travis's house. He lives in. It looks like that place they kept uh, Steiner. In 99 WCW. <laughs> One of my favorite all-star softball memories is when we had a tournament at Dockery's house and uh, Dockery's little nephew, Matthew, beat Eric B to 38-0 to zero in one inning. Yeah, and he homered with Binky. <laughs> and Binky, uh, Binky's a cripple, in case you were wondering. Yeah, I hope everybody knows who Binky is. Yeah, he's he's played for twenty years, at least. Yeah, man. God, I miss him all star softball. But um Yeah, so this movie's basically just about regular Nintendo. Um so we'll we'll jump right into it. it it's a great movie. I recommend you watch it. It's on Amazon video. Um you can find a couple other places I'm sure. I own it on Blu ray. Oh, so it's much clearer. I own it on yeah. 4K. <laughs> you got one of the 4K TVs? I don't even know what 4K is or stands for. My TV was that I have right now, it's an Insignia flat screen, and it's the first, It's at least 10 years old. I bought it when I moved into the house of Fort Collins. It just has a cable hookup, and that's it? Yeah, cable. You can plug HDMI into it. Mm. But uh, it had to be the first... Dude, it's so old. It's hilarious. Joel shits on me every time he walks in and looks at it. Yeah, I can't imagine how mad Joel is about yeah. an old TV. 
he brings it up once every couple of days. He'll just be like, we need to talk about your TV. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't nice. need nice, rich things. You know, I, I can just, I get by. Yeah, my TV's fine. I would love a huge TV, like an 80-inch TV. I almost bought one the other day because I'm like, man, I spend so much time now watching TV at the house. But, I mean, by the time I buy it, spend like $1,200 on TV, then everything will be open and I'll never watch it. Yeah, Joel came home with an 80-inch TV the other day. <laughs> yeah, I almost did the same thing. I, I drove by Best Buy. Yeah, he did it at Best Buy. Like, man, I just ordered one. And I was like, dude, why do you need a TV that big? It was, I'm like, that is the biggest thing I've ever seen. And he goes, well, look at the wall. You know, you got to have a big TV for a big wall. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, he's one of them that hangs his TV on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I know that kind. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's something else. Yeah, so the wizard, we'll, we'll get right into it. It's... um. Basically, the opening scene, this movie has the most montages ever. Yeah, and it's incredible. So, yeah, but um, we've talked about before how, how much we love montages. But it basically starts out with this kid walking down the road by himself. How old do you think Jimmy Woods is? Ten? Uh, nine. Yeah, nine or ten. I'd say and, he's nine because later on in the movie, the guy says he's looking for a nine and a 13-year-old. Oh, he does? Yeah. Putnam? Yeah. Or Putnam? Yeah, so this, this nine-year-old kid is just walking down the road. And when I say he's just walking down the road like he ran away from home, he's not like, you know, in a neighborhood walking down the road. He's in the middle of nowhere. Like He's on a four-lane in the desert. Days. Yeah, he's been yeah. walking for days yeah. before anybody started looking for him. And he is- um, I guess he, he runs away all the time. Um, he's carrying he's a yellow to... lunchbox and his shirt was tucked in like he was wearing nice clothes yeah he had a nice shirt on yeah and he uh the cops had an airplane searching for him <laughs> yeah. which was hilarious and then they find him i guess turns out he does this all the time he's he's kind of got some problems i don't know if he's autistic or well every <laughs> He's just like mentally scarred from what's gone on in his life, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, the cop cop sees him and he just says California, California. Yeah, which for like most of this movie, that's the only word he says. Yeah, and you're gonna see that everybody that comes in contact with him in this movie calls him a retard, basically, and makes fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, that's what's that's what was hilarious to me was that he's basically just like got PTSD from this shit that happened in his life. So he's like showing like emotional like scars or like he's just kind of fucked up in the head from what happened. But everyone just thinks he's retarded. Yeah, everyone calls him a uh, basket case, a retard. Space case. Space case was hilarious. Um, but like what they do with all kids in the 80s, I guess, or all retarded kids, they put him in homes. Yeah. Or in, the, <laughs> in, in like mental wards. Because, like, they want to put him in a home. and uh, Yeah, his stepdad and his mom don't know. Yeah, which his stepdad is Lance from Stone Cold. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And uh, he's a real asshole. Yeah, I mean, and he's like, don't, I mean, his exact words were, don't kids like this belong in homes? <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, you can tell that, like, he married this chick and he's tired of this kid. All he like, wants to do is bone this hot chick because his mom's stable. Yeah. 
Yeah, for an older chick, she is very, very hot. Yeah, and he just wants to, you know, haul ass inside her. But now he's got this kid that walks, like, all of a sudden. Runs away every three days, and all he says is California. Yeah. (laughs) So imagine how he feels. Yeah, exactly. So I can kind of sympathize with him. (laughs) Um, We also get, at this point, get introduced to the other side of the family, which is uh, Bo Bridges plays Sam Woods. Yep. Um, He's the dad. And uh, he's got his two sons there. One is Nick Woods, played by Christian Slater. And um, Corey Woods, played by Fred Savage from Wonder Years. Phenomenal cast already. Yeah, the Christian Slater was incredible. Yeah, and I really like Bo Bridges a lot, especially in Stargate. SPF. Yeah, Bo Bridges is an sure. awesome actor, and he was great in this movie. Yeah, he was a phenomenal in this movie. So, um, he burns a casserole. Yeah, he's trying to cook for these kids. Um, Corey's all upset about Jimmy going to a home. And he's like, no one else gives a shit, you know. So he he basically runs away. He goes, they live in Utah. He goes to this place called um, Greenville Hospital in Utah. Jamie, as a child, actually was in a similar hospital. <laughs> I was. Cause he, yeah, because he showed similar symptoms. Oh, yeah. But um, so he goes to this hospital breaks jimmy out like no problem at all no uh just walks right in takes them and walks right out the back door like yeah jimmy's just sitting in his room holding his lunchbox watching a war movie (laughs) yeah watching like an adult war documentary yeah yeah they sneak into this wonder bread truck um they again like this is a thing we talked about an over the top, like kids in eighties movies could just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Like anything. It doesn't even matter. Nobody cares. They're like, Oh, there's just those meddling kids, you know? Yeah. Like he ran away from home. He grabs this kid from a psych ward. He hops into a bread truck. The guy doesn't even notice that two kids are in the back of his bread truck, eating every ding dong in there. Yeah. Basically the adventure starts because Corey throws darts at a map and hits California and then decides he's going to break Jimmy out and then he's smart though he brings his skateboard and a Walkman because that's what you need to survive uh, well he also we find out later he bring a rubber spider and a Halloween mask yeah which is (laughs) in the canteen he was fully prepared for this trip he was (laughs) he's a smart kid so he gets he gets uh he gets his brother they're they're on the road, uh the parents are meeting at the at the hospital with uh, Bo Bridges Sam Woods, and Nick Woods, yeah and Lance both is being a family, like uh, he's like, look man we're gonna hire this guy to find our kid but your kid doesn't want to be home so yeah we don't, we don't give a fuck about him. Yeah, our kid's retarded. He runs away from home. We know we got to get him, but your kid ran away from home because he doesn't want to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Which they is hired... This is hilarious to say to somebody. Like, your <laughs> yeah. kid is literally running away from home every three days, but you're going to look at this guy and be like, your kid doesn't want to be out. Yeah, just we're just going to let him go. Yeah. And they hired this guy named Putnam, who's like the sleaziest dirtbag of all time, like, I don't know how this guy got a job where he rescues kids. Yeah, he's like a private investigator, but he finds, like, 
He's like a runaways. Runaways and stuff. Yeah. He was wearing cowboy boots and tucked in Pearl Snap and glasses. He's like an old old nerd. What do they call those? Bolos? Yeah, bolo ties. Yeah. He's like an so old nerd. <laughs> yeah. He uh yeah, he's like an older version of Booger from Revenge of the Nerves. Yeah, and he's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he he actually looks at Sam Woods, Bo Bridges, and goes, "Hey man, I get paid to capture these kids, so like, I know it's your son, and you're gonna be looking for him, but don't get in my way." Yeah, like I'm gonna take this kid to home. I'm gonna find him. Yeah, which is hilarious. So the kids are in this bread truck. They get dropped off literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and just start. And Jimmy just walk like Jimmy never stops. Like no matter what happens. Jimmy just, he's walking. If you turn your back on Jimmy, he's gone. Yeah, because Corey gets a map out to try to figure out where they are, and Jimmy just starts walking down the road. Yeah, I mean, he just knows where California is. He's basically like a Terminator. Like, he just never stops coming. Like, never stops yeah, walking. Well, I, I think a better 90s movie reference would be Rain Man. But he just, <laughs> yeah. He just knows where to go at all times. Yeah. So he knows where California is. They go down the road. Um, Another montage. They're going down the hill on a skateboard. On the four lane. Yeah, almost get hit by a truck. 18-wheeler has to whip it around them while they're just riding a skateboard together doing 90 down the road. Yeah. They're walking what looks like for days in the middle of nowhere. They're building fires on the side of the road. Yeah. They're in a cave. Yeah. I mean, they have no problem surviving on their own. No, a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old in the desert, a high desert. Uh, yeah. They have enough water and food. and I mean. They're good. Yeah, they're good. So they find a bus stop in some town. I guess it's in Utah. I'm not sure. But um, he. this is where we find out about Jimmy's skills because Corey's going to go buy a ticket. But he tells Jimmy to hang out. And puts a quarter in a machine, and Jimmy starts playing Double Dragon. Great game, great <clears throat> game, dude. One of my favorite games. It's the only way you can get Jimmy to keep from just walking out. <laughs> just start walking to California. Yeah. So Corey's trying to buy these tickets. Literally, he's gone for like fifteen seconds, and he comes back, and Jimmy has scored fifty thousand on Double Dragon. And he was fighting, but the. He was at least on level three where you're fighting the double of Bobos, which are fucking, that game is a hard ass game, dude. Yeah, it's not easy. And he was beating it like it was no big deal. Um, This is where we meet Haley, who is like putting her nose in these kids' business. Um, Some cops rolls up that scares them. So they go in the back room. Haley confronts them. And they basically bet on who's better at double dragon. And she bets her bus ticket against like $26, which I don't know why. Or no, $6. Yeah. And then um, that's the other thing. They escaped to California with $26. And 41 cents. Yeah. <laughs> but in the so, 80s, it's doable, though. And she scores like 25000 or something. Jimmy beats that easily. Crushes her. Which yeah, I mean he he just scored fifty thousand. This is the first indicator that women aren't as good as men at video games in the eighties. Yeah, obviously. I mean, as soon as she challenged him, I I just started dying laughing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met a woman as good at video games. I've never. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> this will so, this will get good reviews. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a lot of women listen to our show, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't think we do have a high population of female listeners. <laughs> uh, so, Haley wants to, uh, like, takes, takes him to lunch or something, and he's playing Ninja Gaiden on this table. Like, their table is a video game. Yeah, there, it was a tabletop game, or a ta- like inserted in the table, like the old Galaga sit-down machines. Yeah, which and is amazing that a restaurant had that. Yeah, so you just play Ninja Gaiden while you're waiting on your yeah, eggs. So he's playing Ninja Gaiden. He's killing it. She calls him a wizard. And she's like, you know, we should go around and just hustle guys. And just play them and for money, and Jimmy will beat them and we'll get rich. But Corey tells her, or tells her that they want to go to California, and she's like, "Well, there's a video game tournament in L.A. It's huge. The first prize is fifty thousand dollars." She knows all of this somehow. Even opens a magazine. It's called Video Armageddon. Yeah, she just knew all the magazines in the restaurant, and then she um, she's like, "I'll take you and I'll help like train them, but um, I get half, which seems like a lot mm-hmm. for her." Uh, yeah, yeah, but they make the deal. Um, Putnam is searching. Sam and Nick are searching. Yeah, they're looking they, for these kids that are just ran away. Yeah, they they make it to the bus stop, um, but Putnam slashes the tires of, of Sam and Nick, and then uh, Sam just goes crazy and starts bashing this dude's car in. Yeah, middle of the road. No one cares. With a shovel, just beating the shit out of it. There's some old dude drinking a Budweiser bottle in the background. That dude's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, they're chilling in a rocking chair drinking a Budweiser at like noon. Yeah, and it's like they—I don't know—they just beat the beat the shit out of each other. And he threw—I mean, he had a pretty good shovel toss, like a javelin. Wasn't quite yeah. far enough, but it was hilarious. Then, when he knocked his mirror off too. And then uh, at this point, the kids are hitchhiking in this truck, and. Um, there's like cows. They're sitting with cows. Yeah, they're yeah. sitting in the bed of a cattle truck. Yeah. And they're counting their money. They have like $100. And the driver notices this and pulls over. This guy turned around to these kids that he picked up and let hitchhike and saw money. And they instantly was like, hey, let's rob these kids. <laughs> pulls over. They steal the money and kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> they throw the one kid on the ground. Yeah, they do. It seems a little extreme for $100, but, I mean, 80s were a different time. Yeah, $100 was a lot of money back then. We see uh, the trucks getting new tires, and as this is going on, Nick, who is Christian Slater, just hooks a Nintendo up in the office, which is unbelievable. Without even asking, he just walks yeah. in and hooks his Nintendo up and starts playing Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, which is incredible. That was the cool thing about Nintendo, man, is you, you hook it up to any TV, man, anywhere you go. Yeah, and then nobody cared because everybody liked Nintendo back then. Now people hate video games, or they were like nobody knew what was going on, and everybody just had Nintendo's hooked up. Yeah, and he this Nintendo is also in the back of the truck. God knows how long it's been back there, and Nick just fixed it and started playing it. Yep, he plays a lot of good games. Yeah, they have a good collection. I will say that. Yeah, pretty soon we'll uh, talk about some stuff. At this point, the kids are at another restaurant. Like, these kids are just going restaurant to restaurant. Yeah, just diner to diner. Yeah. And there's these two guys in their 60s, probably, playing a video game. 
Yeah, and they're like su- they're super into it. Yeah, getting going crazy at it. Yeah, and um, Corey's like, "Hey, we can hustle these dudes." So he goes up and he's like, "Hey, not bad, not bad, man." But you know, my my little brother can crush you or whatever. And these guys get like upset about it. Well, first of all, he looks at him and goes, "Yes, salesman." Like he knew they were sales because <laughs> they were wearing suits. Yeah, this thirteen-year-old just picked out a couple of salesmen, a couple of ham and eggers over there playing arcade game <laughs> hustle because he knew what he was doing there. Yeah, it was awesome, and these guys were like super into it, super into like betting money against children. Yep, <laughs> and they lose what looks to be about four hundred dollars. Yeah, it turns out it was a forty-seven dollars and twelve cents. Yeah, she they, uh, they uh, spend the night in a junkyard in a truck. Um, this is where we find out that Corey packed a, a rubber spider and a Halloween mask. A glow-in-the-dark skeleton Halloween mask. Yeah, Should we do a shot? Scare Haley? Yeah, we'll do a shot for the, for the backpack. Yeah, or just a shot for Jimmy winning and a shot for uh... – uh, Corey bringing all the the necessities along to run away from home. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What are you gonna shoot? I'll shoot this tequila. I'm gonna do some uh, old Smoky Moonshine here mm. from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. All right. Well, cheers to Jimmy Woods. Cheers to necessities. Yep. Well, All right. Did you die? No, nah, this is COVID. Oh, you have it? Yeah. So he put this Halloween mask on. Which is he punches COVID the proof. shit out of his face. Huh? <laughs> that Halloween mask protects him from COVID. Yeah, it definitely does. That's what. Maybe he brought it. And she punches the fuck out of his head. Knocks um, him out in the truck. Yeah. At this point, we get another montage, but this is maybe my favorite montage. They have an unbelievable song, Send Me an Angel. Yeah, Send Me an Angel um, is a great fucking song. They 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 hitchhike with a biker gang. Yeah, and the biker looks like Rob Alford from uh, Judas Priest. He looks like the lead singer from Judas Priest. Yeah. These the dudes are biker. like a legit biker gang, and they just pick up three kids. <laughs> Um, she's like, at this point, she also mentions Power Magazine, which I don't know how many of you remember Power Magazine. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like, I'll power. Some, yeah, I'll pick up some Power Magazines, get them ready. I don't know where they're getting the money for Power Magazines, but um, they hustle some more kids at F1 Dream. Um, the kids watching goes, man, he's good, but he'll never beat Lucas. And this is where we meet Lucas, who is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Yeah, the kid out of nowhere is just, yeah. Yeah, he'll never beat Lucas. Uh, yeah. And then like they also... Everyone make- town just knows who Lucas is. Lucas Barton. Yeah, Lucas Barton. And everybody knows him. He's the... He must be the gamer of the town. Um, all these kids, by the way, that are going through are calling Jimmy retarded. They're making fun of Jimmy and be like, what's this kid slow? Or, you know, he builds things, so he's just retarded. And Yeah. I mean, everybody's then, making fun of him for being retarded at this point. Yeah, they go meet Lucas. Lucas was wearing, like, a trench coat, and he's with, like, all his friends. And they're like, 
they're like, so you're, are you the wizard? And Corey's like, no, my little brother is. And, like, they all make fun of Jamie for being retarded. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Lucas is awesome. He pulls out this, like, carrying case of games, which they all had these cases, which are unbelievable. Yeah, they do. You but had to have them back then. Yeah. And he just goes, pick any game you want. I'm good at all of them. I have 97 of them. And she, he has all which 97 is, games. Yeah. Which I and don't he's know. Every one. I don't know what his parents do to be able <laughs> yeah. to afford that. Well, they're playing at a restaurant again. Like yeah. it's another diner that they just hook a Nintendo up to. Yep, in the back. Yeah, and they um, they bring out this huge case, and it's got Lucas's power glove in it. Um, I don't know. I never had a power glove when I was a kid, but I remember watching this movie and thinking that the power glove was like the coolest thing of all time. Uh, I used the power glove once. It was the hardest thing I've ever tried to do to play Nintendo with. Yeah. I I thought it was hilarious that when Lucas plugged it in, he hit like 20 buttons like he had to unlock a code to use it. <laughs> yeah. There's like all these buttons on a power glove. I don't remember that many buttons being on a power glove. I don't remember it having that many buttons either. I, uh, I remember it having like a controller on the arm. I used one once and was terrible with it. And it definitely didn't do... I didn't use it the way Lucas used it, as I can tell you that. Yeah, they were playing Rad Racer, and he was literally just kind of like moving his hand, like turning his wrist left or right, and the car would go left or right. Yeah. I I don't think that's possible in real life. Yeah, there's no way that they had like... That technology. Yeah. uh -uh. Because he was barely moving his wrist. And the car was going every which way. Yeah. But, I mean, it looked really cool. And then he got done playing, and he just goes, uh, what was he say? Oh, I love the power glove. It's so yeah. bad. It's hilarious. He... <laughs> and then uh, Corey just goes, yeah, well, you just keep your power gloves off her, pal. Just yeah, like nowhere. Yeah, like that's his chick. And Jimmy biffed it and ran away. Yeah, which was hilarious to me because they always talk later on in the movie about how Jimmy lost to Lucas before, but he really didn't lose. He just kind of got, like, intimidated and left. He just ran away. I think he just got tired. I think he's like, all right, why are we keep doing this shit? I want to go to California. And then he yeah. walked off and started building a castle out of popcorn buckets. Yeah. Which well, you begin to think he might be retarded a little bit. Yeah. Well, before that, he, uh, we see Sam and Nick, they're in like this shitty hotel. They're in like a twin bed or like a full bed together. Yeah, just sleeping together. And this bed, it's, the mattress is ripped and shit's coming out of the <laughs> side of it. It's the worst hotel room I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, Nick is kind of like, he can't sleep and he starts talking to his dad about like memories and like, wasn't Jennifer cool? Yeah, this is when we first hear about Jennifer. Right. And, like, Nick's kind of, you know, he doesn't have the best relationship with his dad. He's, like, a rebellious teenager. And he's kind of opening up right now. And, like, as soon as he brings up Jennifer, like, dad doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, it rolls over. Yeah, I need to go to bed. And so he, Nick kind of freaks out. He's like, we can't even talk to each other. He goes out in the truck. He gets the Nintendo, which they just leave a Nintendo in the back of this truck. Yeah, nobody steals in the 80s, though. Yeah. And uh, he comes in, and he starts playing Turtles. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the original. 
Yep. Never been beaten. Uh, unless you're Matt. Yeah, our friend Matt Cole claims to have beat it, but I've, heard, I've, heard, I've read many things that said that they made it to where it was unbeatable. Yeah, and Matt swears he beat it. Uh, Matt also plays Nintendo just like Bo Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nick's playing Turtles, and the dad's kind of like asking questions about it. And fast forward to the morning, and Bo Bridges has been up all night playing playing Turtles. Yeah, he, he when Nick went to bed, he just rolled over and started playing. Yeah, and, when and he, well, he woke up. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Man, I got the scroll weapon. I almost beat Mega Turtle at the end of level three. Which I don't think any of that is in the game. It's not that, and that's what that's why it makes me think he's Matt. Because <laughs> Matt almost beat Matt will tell you he beat Mega Turtle. Yeah, Matt's beat Mega Turtle with the scroll weapon. And on top of that, he plays like Matt. So every time he jumps, he moves his controller. He jumps in the real life. My, and, mom, my mom used to play Super Mario, and she would do that. When she needed Mario to jump, she would lift the controller way up over her head. Yep, lift it up. And and then, like, when he's moving right or needs to dodge something, he dodges it with the controller like it's uh, emotion censored. And that's how Matt plays. Matt jumps <laughs> up and down. I mean – Matt probably wears a helmet when he plays Nintendo. He should be wearing a helmet all the time. <laughs> yeah, just like Jimmy. So Jimmy, to be fair. Yeah. Speaking of Jimmy, yeah, so like you said, they're at this drive-in theater. They also, like, they're just sleeping in junkyards, K's, drive-in movie theaters. Um, Everywhere. Yeah. And they, Jimmy's, like, building this statue with, like, popcorn boxes. He's, like, uh, I don't know. It's, like, his thing, his autistic thing. They builds castles and shit out of Legos and popcorn yeah. buckets. This truck is rolling up, and literally from like a hundred yards away, Haley's like, "Oh my gosh, the guys we scammed!" Yeah, just knew immediately. Yeah, and they found them somehow. Yeah. Also, they knew that these kids were staying at this drive-in theater in the and, desert. Yeah, and they uh, they come out. They're mad that they lost twenty dollars, and the the one kid takes a hat off a gent. This is a nine year old autistic child. Mm-hmm. And, and this like teenager dude just grabs a hat off him and goes, "Thanks for the hat, moron." Yeah, which was hilarious. I was laugh. I have that written down literally in quotes. <laughs> for the hat, moron. Oh man, eighties was a different time. But this is where like uh, like Corey tells because like he dumped out Jimmy's lunchbox. Yeah, punched Corey in the nose. Corey's yeah. got a bloody nose. And so we find out what's in the lunchbox. There's a bunch of pictures of this Jennifer girl. It's Jimmy's twin sister. Corey tells the whole story. Now we kind of get a, a picture of why the family is broken, you know? Yeah. And why this has all happened. We finally get in, some insight on what's really going on. Yeah. Jennifer was swimming and uh, next to the river, or like they were just hanging out next to the river. They were playing by the river, and Jennifer got too close. Christian Slater was supposed to be watching her and she fell in and Corey said she didn't like go down the river. She just went under and was gone. Yeah. And they couldn't find her. So this kind of goes to why Nick is being rebellious and why his dad, you know, his dad may blame him a little bit and they don't get along. And then Jimmy's all retarded and shit because of it. Yeah. So, so basically it's real shit. It's pretty sad. Yeah. So Jimmy's fucked up cause he watched his twin sister die. 
uh, Christian Slater's rebellious because, you know, he's supposed to be watching them. He also didn't get along with his new mom, which yeah. is Jimmy's mom. And that kind of, you can tell that like the death of Jennifer really like broke the whole family up and no one has really been the same since. No, life's changed uh, and it's kind of moved on and left them behind. Right. And uh, at this point, um, Sam sees Putnam and literally goes, there's that son of a bitch and just rams his car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, these cars that people drive in this movie are the worst cars. They're the worst cars I've ever seen. Yeah, he's in like a single bed S10. Old Chevrolet. Yeah, and Putnam's driving like a like a that car Chris Brown used to drive in high school. Yeah, Grand Am or something yeah. like a Pontiac Grand Am. Yeah, like a lot of Luminas and Corsicas driving around. Like this is for sure in the late eighties. Yeah, the budget in this movie didn't go towards cars. No, it did not. Did not at all. But he literally just rams into him like it's no big deal. Um, but ends up fucking his truck up worse. And uh, the kids are hitchhiking again. They finally make it to Reno. They find Haley's friend Spanky, who is Frank McRae, who was in uh, Lockup that we covered. Yeah, battery's not included. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. Just this humongous humongous black dude who's like the baddest dude ever got an unbelievable mustache lovable yeah he's such a good good guy he was in uh national lampoon's loaded weapon he he was in uh he's the guy in uh last action hero that smoke always came out of his of his ears yeah he's um, awesome he uh he i guess he's friends with Haley's dad because he's a truck driver too and he um like Haley's just telling him how to play craps in the casino, just screaming across the casino. Yeah, and he's betting everything she says, which is hilarious because I don't know how many of you play craps, but she tells him to bet everything he has on a hard eight, which is yeah. Like, you basically That's the worst you have to roll two fours. That's what a hard eight is. Yeah, and it's like the hard like it, it's like an eight to one payout because it's so hard to hit. And he yeah. bets everything on this, and she and he rolls a hard eight. Yep. So they end up winning four hundred dollars. They also end up getting kicked out of the casino for gambling with children. And they get to keep their money though. Yeah, which is a good deal. So yeah. they have four hundred dollars now, so they get to stay at the nicest hotel in Reno. Yep. Uh, Jimmy's going to start training. They got three days to train for the tournament. He's going to be in the arcade just training. She's going to be on the phone with the Nintendo hotline, uh, getting tips, which. You, if you don't remember the Nintendo Hotline from when you were a kid, it was incredible. I used to remember, dude. My, it was like I, I forget how much it was. It was one of those like uh, nine hundred numbers you had to pay for it. But yeah, when I was like nine or ten, one of my buddies, his mom would let him call it. Jesus, so, yeah, he would call it all the time and get all these tips from the Power Hotline, and I, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. We couldn't afford to. If I called Nintendo Hotline, I'd have had to. Believe, I'd have been living on the streets. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine Donnie's reaction to you want to call Nintendo Hotline. <laughs> no. I mean, and not only does she call Nintendo Hotline, this guy doesn't know what he's in for. Yeah, Rick is the guy who's working there. Yeah, and he has no idea she's about to ask him about all ninety-seven games. He is wearing an unbelievable Zelda trucker hat, though. Yeah, he is. Which think about how awesome that job would be. 
Yeah, I was looking at the people when they showed uh, a lot of disappointing shirts, though. I thought there'd be a lot better Nintendo shirts in there. Yeah, but how awesome would it be to be like our age in the 80s and you just get to work at a place like that and just give people, like, play video games all day and tell people how to beat levels? Yeah, somebody calls you and then you look up in a three ring binder. Yeah, he has the most all time in his office. Yeah. <laughs> You just had a walk-through binder of every game. Like, who had to type all that shit out? Yeah, and, th- and at this point, we have another montage. He's training. He's playing all these different games. He's playing the, the underwater bomb level on Turtles, which he should have called Matt. Yeah, he should have called Matt. He, I mean, diffusing the, the bombs in the dam was hard. If you could make it through with, that, with all four Turtles intact, you were on a roll. Yeah, which I think I have done that before. I have beat the underwater bomb part. I don't know if I made it much further than that. I've beaten the dam and ran around in the city for a while, but uh, I couldn't get the past, past the part where you had to use a rope to get from building to building. I guess Matt took all the ropes when he played. <laughs> um, yeah, this kid, I put in my notes, this kid should have called Matt. Yeah, I mean, all the games that are playing during this montage, he plays original Turtles, Mega Man, Metroid, Contra, Mario 2, Ninja Gaiden, Rad Racer. He's playing tons of games, all classic games. Yeah, he's playing that 4x4 truck game. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, he's playing like he's playing this machine called Play Choice 10, which was awesome back in the day because it was literally just Nintendo games on an arcade game, and you just like paid to play all these regular Nintendo games. Yep. You just pick it. Pick yeah. what game you want to play. I mean, man, talk about simpler times, dude. Yep. Unbelievable to go to arcade and just play all these games. Um, Sam and Nick are at a diner. They see the kid who's wearing the the woods landscaping hat that he took from the moron. Yep. And uh, Christian Slater's like, hey, man, where'd you get that hat? And he goes, I got it from some moron. And uh, Bo Bridges comes up and's like, what'd you say? <laughs> wearing the same hat. Yeah, he goes, nice hat. He goes, I don't know, some kids took some money from us. I stole it. Lucas is sitting there at the bar. Lucas is like, hey, I know where they're headed, and shows them the video game ad. Um, Putnam has their, uh, while this is going on, Putnam has their car towed and stripped down for parts. Um, somehow, Just out of nowhere, this guy. For $50. For, yeah, 50 spot. Just This tow truck driver just tows the car. And not only does he tow it, he you, you know, usually when you get your tar, car towed, it just goes through, you know, a lot for a while. But it's immediately just stripped down and broken apart. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Putnam somehow makes it to Reno and uh, makes it to the casino. He's at the pool looking for these kids. He's standing by this 80-year-old guy in a Speedo. <laughs> which was, yeah, a light blue Speedo. Yeah, <laughs> which was hilarious. Uh, he runs in for he grabs him. The waitress is like, hey, your other son's in the arcade. So, like, he runs to the arcade. He grabs Jimmy. And then Haley just starts screaming in the middle of the casino and just goes, he touched my breasts. And yeah. these cops immediately grab him. Like, no and place. carry him out. Yeah. Upside down, basically. Like, and he's place. screaming, I have an order in my pocket to get this kid. Like, a, he has a literally a law contract or whatever, like a judge signed order to come get this kid. And the cops don't even care. They carry him out. Like, even in the 80s, there's no due process for men. No, dude. It's, it's the Me Too movement back then. If you grab a little girl's breasts, you're just automatically guilty. 
<laughs> if you <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he didn't do that. She just screamed, and everybody immediately believed her. Yeah. Um, I mean, they hauled him off immediately. Um, uh, yeah, in midair, like, carry him out on their shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Um, at this point, Christian Slater's helping put the truck together, and he looks in, and Bo Bridges is playing Zelda, too. Yeah, he's and, playing Adventures of Link. Yeah, he, he also makes up shit about Zelda, too, that is in the game. Like, I just got the cross, and I'm going across – which there is a there is a bridge you have to cross on Zelda too, but the shit that he's saying about Zelda too isn't real either. Yeah, he called it the River Demon. You do have to pass through that area to get down to the bottom part to get to the last uh, temple uh, to where you fight Dark Link and yeah. the White Dragon. But um, if we want to talk about Zelda, I'm the best one to talk to about that. I've and beaten I, them all. Oh, I played Zelda too so much when I was a kid. It's a hard game. It's really hard. Yeah. But you spawn at the start. And I, when you're on the last castle, you have to run all the way down to the start, go through those fucking levels where the dudes are throwing the ball the fireballs at you. I remember the River Demon is that spider where you gotta use the deal on it to get by. I played like I knew he was playing Zelda two just from the music. Yeah, the music and the sound of the shooting sword. Yeah. Yeah, when you have full life and you can shoot out of your sword. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, at this point they go to Haley's trailer. Haley was talking like she was big shit, but she really lives in this trailer in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally, I don't even know if you can live in this trailer. It's in the middle of the desert. There's rocks leading up to that front door and a ladder to get on the roof. There's nothing there. It looks, it looks abandoned. Yeah. And, she's and this like, goes back to who knows if Haley was even trying to run away from home. Nobody even talks to her about. Stuff. Yeah, her parents are like no, like her, she, like she tells her sob story at this point. Like her dad's a truck driver; he's always gone. Her mom, like, was a gambling addict. That's why she knows how to play crap so well, and like blew all the family's money. And like, I don't know if she's still around. I don't think so. But she she skipped but, town as well. Said. She's basically her mom was Nicholas Cage from leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, and the dad is just like trying to make ends meet, and that's what she needs the tournament money for, so they can finally buy yeah. a house. And uh, Corey uses this time to try to mack on her. Yep, and, he does. Smart move. Yeah, yeah, she's vulnerable. So he <laughs> he tries to he tries to kiss her, and she face palms him and pushes him off the chair. And she's like, I wouldn't kiss you. Or I'm not I'm not about to kiss some boy. And yeah. He's like, Oh, so you want to kiss a girl then? Yeah. And she's like, Don't was... she's like, Don't be a smart ass and then starts kissing him. Yeah. Cause she doesn't she being a lesbian scared her to death. <laughs> <laughs> Is what that was. Yeah. Somehow uh Putnam was able to call. I don't know if he called like like information or what but he got this he also just knew Haley's full name yeah and got her address yeah and was able to find he ended up he kidnaps jimmy why they're making out yeah he's got jimmy in the car and she's like you don't think i have friends i'll call my friends and this is also when he calls jimmy a space case yeah jimmy's in the car he's like have a lollipop he throws like eight lollipops at him <laughs> yeah and jimmy throws it back and hits him. yeah it's awesome and then so these trucks pull up, they they like barricade the the uh the road, and this is where we see Spanky's in the, the, the truck from over the top. 
And it still yep. says Hawk Hauling on the side <laughs> of the truck. <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah, amazing. And he's like, oh, so you touch your breasts, huh? And they just beat the shit out of them. Um, yeah, there's just surrounded in the middle of this four lane. There's just four 18 wheelers. It looked like maximum overdrive. Yeah, it was awesome. And Spanky gives the kids a ride to L.A. Um, this is like Jimmy Woods has only said like five words the whole movie. And this is where Spanky's like, I don't know if I can go, man. I'm going to get in trouble. And Jimmy Woods just goes, come on, Spanky. Yeah, please, Spanky. He's like, well, first, he's like, all right, let's all ask. He did say when they were right, right after they got beat up and he told Jennifer's story, uh, Corey quits and walks away. And uh, Haley calls Corey a quitter. And then Jimmy says, I don't want to quit, Corey. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing he said besides California. Yeah. And then this is the second thing he says was, please, Spanky. Yeah. And so- But when the dude gets out of the car, Mr. Putman or whatever his name is, gets out of the car and the they're surrounding him he goes i want all your driver's license numbers <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna write all their driver's license and they're gonna give him their driver's license numbers he's gonna write them down and he's gonna go give them to the police okay. about how they did that to him <laughs> like they're gonna <laughs> if somebody camera, said if somebody stopped me and goes i want your driver's license number if they were mad at me i would beat the shit out of them immediately well, that's what they did yeah they, uh they give him a ride to L.A., the tournament at Universal Studios. Universal Studios in the 80s was unbelievable. I've never been. <laughs> I've never been either. It just looked unbelievable from this movie. Yeah, um, it did look unbelievable. The tournament is starting. The registration guy was insane. I don't know how much cocaine he was on. All of it? Yeah, dude. He was out of his mind. And uh, we, get, we, get, we get into the tournament. Uh, well, they let you register without parents, too. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, you have to do is like we're registering Jimmy to... Woods. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, like there's there could be another Jimmy Woods. There could be. Then they just put a number on his back, and he goes in. Yeah, no big deal. So now we're inside the tournament, and just like the over-the-top tournament, the there's millions of people watching. I mean, tons of people have showed up. Yeah, and there's like, I'd say like five or six podiums. Maybe ten podiums. Yeah, probably with 10. people. Yeah, with people just playing Ninja Gaiden. Like, there's only two levels to this tournament. Like, you play Ninja Gaiden, and the top three are in the finals. Yeah, out and of the thousands of people they said entered. Yeah, so there's a fifty thousand dollar video game tournament to where you play Ninja Gaiden, and if you finish in the type three, you just make it to the finals. Yeah, and uh, the finalists are. Uh, Lucas Barton, of course. Yeah, Nora, Gr- Nora Gruesome. Nora yeah. Gruesome. Yeah, Gruesome is for sure right. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Jimmy Woods just kills Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, the the host the, the host is also wild and uh, borderline scary, like a villain from like a space movie or something. Yeah, I mean, he immediately molested Mora. Yeah, it was super creepy. Yeah. And uh, he lets them all know that they're going to be playing a game that no one's ever played before. And, like, Haley and Corey are freaking out about this. They're screaming at him, at saying, you didn't say anything about a new game like he was supposed to call them and let them know. Yeah. So um, Putnam's there. He runs into the parents, like, the parents are so worried about Jimmy that the stepdad like has a churro 
and a drink. Yeah, he's got a beer. He's got a giant cup. It's got to be a beer. Yeah, he's like he's so, so over there. Yeah, and he waited in line to get that. Like that was the third. That's a thirty-minute wait to get a beer like that at, <laughs> at the Universal Epcot Center, whatever it was. Like, yeah, mom, like let's go find Jimmy. He's like, all right, let me get a goddamn beer first. Like, yeah, like Jesus, I'm here. Let me grab, <laughs> get in line real fast. So he's slamming it. I mean, that had to have been a thirty-two ounce. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lucas is with his friends on the steps, which is we see a young Toby McGuire right here. Yeah. Um, and his one friend, like the like the bitchiest ass friend that he has, door just, lips. Yeah, he just goes, <laughs> "That's great, Lucas. You're gonna rip the gizzards out." Yeah, and he goes, "Thanks, dork lips." Yeah, go fetch me something to drink. Yeah, the kid runs immediately to go get something to drink. Yeah, and then Lucas, Lucas already ratted on him once. Now he rats on him again. Lucas is kind of a rat. He's a badass Nintendo player, but he's kind of a bitch. Well, he's definitely scared of Jimmy. He is, and he has a cool mullet. Like, he's a year from now, from that movie, I bet Lucas's hair was incredible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Sam and Nick are also at Universal Studios by this point. They all see him. Yeah, everybody meets up, and we find out that when Putnam starts talking to Mr. <laughs> Bateman or whatever with the beer, we find out that the kids have been gone for nine days on their own. <laughs> I haven't seen them eat or drink a thing so far in this movie. <laughs> well, they've been at 47 diners. The most diners ever, but they're only playing arcade games and trying to gamble and buy bus tickets. Yeah, nine days these kids survived on their own. Yeah, a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, and whatever Haley is. Yeah, she's probably around 13. But, uh, <laughs> so, they're like, they have this huge chase scene through Universal Studios. and Through uh, the the King Kong ride. Yeah, which was in the 80s as a huge ride. And, it had uh, to have been. Everything was, they're running through this ride. Everything's falling down. Everything's on fire. Everything's shaking. There's machines moving around. Yeah, and the final, at this point, the finals are starting. Like, this video game tournament was like 30 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> For $50,000, the biggest tournament of all time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the turn, the finals are starting. They can't find Jimmy Woods because he's running through this park. They're like above the tournament somehow. Like they ran through the whole park and they're back above the tournament. And yeah, uh, they're standing above it somehow. The King Kong ride was above the tournament. Yeah, which is so, so weird. And they uh, <laughs> they uh, they're yelling at Lucas. And he's like ignoring them. He's like, "Hell yeah, I win!" And uh, the finals are starting. And, the, like, it opens up this huge pod. Like, all the smoke's going everywhere. It's like a spaceship pod. And on the Jimmy Woods is already on his podium with his lunchbox. Just standing there. Yeah. And the guy's yelling, gimme, 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 Jimmy oh, Woods. Oh, yeah. They, I put that one up too. That's an incredible line. He it's says it, like, five times. Gimme, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy Woods. I've been. This dude's most cocaine ever, too. Yeah, I've been t- I've been saying that line for 25, 30 years. Oh yeah, dude, I love it. When I first went to watch this movie, that's the first thing I thought of. Yep, gimme, 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 Jimmy Woods. Yeah, dude. like he was just Every, show everyone up. I know named Jimmy. I do that too. Yeah, absolutely. So the finals are starting. Jimmy's already on his podium. They're ready to play, and the game is Super Mario Three. Which just when stopped. I the first time I watched this movie, 
there was no Super Mario 3. Yeah, this was shocking. This shocked was, the world. Nintendo yeah, was blown away. Re- Nintendo revealed Super Mario 3 in this movie. Yeah. There's like when this movie came out, there's no such thing as Super Mario 3. I mean, when I rented it at a video store, like what, nine months later, there's still no such thing as Super Mario 3. Yeah, Super Mario 3. So, mind you, what happened? Nintendo made all these wonderful games Mario Brothers, you know, Zelda. And then they made the second run. They made Super Mario 2, which was not taken very well. And Adventures of Link, you know, which was not taken very well. They went away and tried to do all this stuff. They were vastly they, different than the first games. Very, very different. Like, still to this day, those two games stand out from the franchise. Um, and there's hundreds of those games out now. But Super Mario 3 might be the greatest Mario ever made. Like, that changed the whole name. Like, it was, it's a very important Nintendo game. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And so basically they have 10 minutes. Most points after 10 minutes wins. And they're playing. Um, Jimmy just knows that, you know, you get a raccoon suit and you can fly. Immediately. And first, let me point out, Nora Nora or Mora, whatever her stupid name is, is always lagging behind. Yeah, she's terrible. We talked about girls in video games. Fucking terrible. Actually, Nora Grusin might be the best female video game player I've ever seen. Yeah. And she's still terrible at and this. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's terrible. But he just knows that, like, he gets that raccoon suit, which, by the way, you also get that raccoon suit by throwing a shell at that question mark box. Yeah. He just knew how to do all this and knew that you could fly by running fast in that suit. Yeah, Jimmy's incredible until he runs into a bit of a... Well, he dies twice right after that. Yeah, Uh, he dies to a boomerang Koopa, which is a hard fight. Yeah. Because you got to time your jumps around the boomerangs to land on the Koopa's head. Unless you grab the turtle before and throw the shell at him. But then, which is kind of embarrassing, he dies to a flying Goomba. Well, yeah, the flying Goomba death, I thought about that because it is really embarrassing. And I just realized that he, he was probably freaking out because he had died and he's, he's like, behind. That yeah. he was trying to rush through that level. Trying to haul ass just to try yeah. to get to the end to get some extra points. Because if you try to haul ass through them levels, you'll get hit by a flying Goomba. Easily. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But, yeah. Um, and it happens to the best of us. You know, obviously it happened to Jimmy. He's a great gamer. It probably don't happen to Matt. No, no, not – um. I don't know if it ever has happened to Matt. Matt knew how to fly in that raccoon suit immediately, I'm sure. Yeah, Matt landed the plane in Top Gun. <laughs> so he, so Jimmy is falling behind, and Haley's yelling at him. Which, by the way, the parents, everyone's in there by now. They're all watching. Like, Bo yeah. Bridges is the happiest guy you've ever seen. He went from being the most miserable guy ever to screaming and fighting and sad. Yeah, love Nintendo. He's like, get the mushrooms, get the mushrooms. Yeah, jumping up and down, screaming about mushrooms, hugging his sons. The happiest guy in the world. Nintendo changed his life. Nintendo changed his life. Not Jimmy, Nintendo. Nintendo, for sure. Yeah. Because that's what turned him around. Yeah, it is. Um, But so Jimmy's falling behind. Haley starts screaming. She just knows. By the way, this game's never come out, never been played. She just knows that he needs to find a warp. Yeah, he's got to find a warp. I guess that's just like a standard thing. Yeah. Um, 
So they're in the castle level. Jimmy just knows to fly up above. And he gets the magic flute. And Haley just knows. She goes, oh, he got the magic flute. That means he can warp. Yeah, warp to another level. And this is after him. This is after Lucas nailed the minigame and got two up on the mushroom. And then Jimmy immediately nailed the minigame as well. So Jimmy's making his comeback, you know, like he's gotten beaten up a little bit. It's kind of like wrestling, you know, you get beat up a little bit and then you're going to make your big comeback. Yeah. They also have a little, they have these like little men that are like tracking everyone's scores. Yeah. So you can Mm -hmm. see every time they get a point, their point meter goes up. Yeah. He's slowly catching up, but, um, so Jimmy gets the flu, he warps, which like really boosts him up. Somehow, um, Lucas is still ahead and, but Jimmy is able to beat the, the big man level. Yeah. He goes to world, uh, world four, which is giant uh, world. Yeah. Giant world, world four, one. So everyone else is in world one, three and they're in or world one, four now with Bowser castle. Right. Yeah. But yeah. somehow Lucas is still up on points. Yeah, somehow Lucas is still up, but but Jimmy beats that level, gets the star right at the very end. At the buzzer, one second to go. Yeah, just a freaking clutch play. And this is and right she... after Moore or Nora, whatever stupid name is, jumps off the level, and um, and Christian Slater starts talking shit like she yeah, jumped off awesome. the level, and he goes, he she's does, out she of dies, it. yeah. Which she's was, out of like it. she's done. <laughs> She does the worst jump I've ever seen. She's on that sky level, and she just jumps straight into a brick and falls off the sky. Honestly, dude, I thought at first, I thought it was Stephen Hawking blowing on a straw. Yeah, I thought she was autistic. Yeah. That's the worst jump I've ever seen. This whole movie, they were making fun of Jimmy, and they should have been making fun of her for being retarded. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, Christian Slater immediately was like, she's done. She's done. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, so Jimmy wins. Everyone's like elated. Um, he gets fifty thousand dollars to build castles, do whatever he wants. Yeah, and, people are freaking out. Everybody's yeah. jumping up and down. Even Putnam, who's the bad guy in the movie, he's like, "Holy shit, I know that kid." Yeah, just and if anybody ever looked out of place at a Nintendo tournament, it's Putnam. Yeah, well, he looks out of place everywhere. Except for like a child, por- a child pornography party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the only place he fits in, I suppose. Yeah, he's terrible looking. But, but I mean, he, uh, we should do a shot for Jimmy winning, you know? Oh yeah, dude, that tournament was awesome. That fifteen minute tournament he won. Yeah, that was crazy. That they he beat everybody at Ninja Gaiden and Mario Three. So <laughs> um, they didn't play any other games in this tournament. <laughs> You played more than that on Nick Arcade, and and only ten people registered, I think. So out of they said thousands, but yeah, we only saw like twenty kids play. He was number four twenty seven, so at least four hundred twenty seven people registered. <laughs> but I'll cheers to him winning the tournament. Yeah, here's a Jimmy. <sighs> okay, so all right. Now it's all over. They're on their way home. Jimmy's riding with his parents. Um, Corey, Haley, Nick, and Sam are all in this single bed truck. Yeah, there's 1986 Chevrolet S10, which is rebuilt completely. 
uh, yeah. because uh, Sam rebuilt it. Or it's Nick, literally like Nick. 100 different colors. Nick rebuilt the whole thing. The tree's still in the back, straight up and down. <laughs> They've had a tree in the back of their truck the whole movie because they're a landscaping service. It's still alive. This truck's been blown up, rebuilt, taken apart. Yeah, thank God they still got that tree. Yeah, they got that tree. I mean, that's, you know, that tree puts out oxygen, which helps fight COVID. Yeah. So, so they're they're driving back home, and they see these dinosaur statues, and Jimmy starts freaking out. Starts yelling, California. Yeah, so they pull over. He runs in. We find out that, like, that's where he went with Jennifer. Like, well, first of all, the stepdad's like, what's the matter with him? And he goes, all right, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that after this, he wasn't around much longer. No, he was not around much longer. He is over this. Because when they get out, he like Jimmy starts running towards the dinosaur, and everyone's running after Jimmy. And Bo Bridges is like, what happened? And the dad's just like, ah, oh, you know how Jimmy is, man. He throws in California. <laughs> yeah. And Bo Bridges is like, is he all right? And he's like, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Yeah, he's just completely fine running running into this park, yeah, dinosaur like, park, with a lunchbox screaming California. I mean, he hates this kid. Hates this kid. But anyway, he runs into the brontosaurus's tail. Yeah, we find out that, like, they went on a family vacation here. So, like, he wanted to leave his lunchbox here, I guess, to say goodbye to his sister. Which yeah, is, like, was- a pretty deep thing for a nine-year-old to do. Pretty deep, and it was sad. Like, I almost started crying. Yeah, it's an emotional scene for sure. It's definitely emotional, and this is a scene where it's okay for men to cry. Yeah, for uh, sure. He runs through this brontosaurus, through the gift shop that nobody was there, and then he's hides, he hides behind this curtain, and then Corey finds him and goes up and looks at the picture, and then he shows everyone the picture. Bro Bridges started crying. The mom starts crying. Everybody Bro Bridges was bawling. He was, yeah, because that was his... You know, that was his kids that broke his family up. And you could tell he's a damn good dad. He's just really struggling with everything right now. Yeah, well, the most so. emotional part for me was he goes, come here, Jim. Yeah. And he, he called, him Jim. and he called him Jim. And Jim, Jimmy immediately ran up and gave him a big hug. And he started yeah. crying. Then the mom started crying and just said, Sam, why don't you bring our boys home and we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. So, so uh, that, I assume they got back together. Thank you, Nintendo. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, Bateman's gone. I can tell you that. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's probably sitting there watching this, and he's just like, man, this family's fucked up. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, he's like, God <laughs> damn. He's <laughs> like, there ain't no pussy worth all this. Hell no. He's going back. I mean, you could tell he, he acted just like a used car salesman. Yeah. So they ride off together in the back of this S10. There's just a seat in the back of this S10 somehow. Yeah, there's seat belts and. And they're just driving down the four lane from, you know, L.A. to Utah. In the back of this truck. In the back of a, of a rebuilt truck. That's the 80s, man. Kids could do so much more stuff back then. I know, man. I miss but, the uh, 80s so much. Yeah, that's the movie, man. It's uh, It really is good. Like, I know we say every movie's good, but it really is a good, like, kids movie. Um, it's, a good, it's a good movie for your heart. Like, it's one yeah. of those, it's a feel-good story. Uh, it's emotional. There's some action. There's some comedy, some drama. And honestly, I mean, I got teary out a few times. Yeah. You know, they end of that movie, ending. especially seeing the family and, like, what they've went through. And then now that, like, 
you know they're back together and they lived happily ever after. And Christian Slater didn't steal his dad's truck and get mud on it and drink on weekends. Like, I assume all they did was play Nintendo the rest of their lives. Yeah, I assume that the, the parents got back together, they're all reunited and everything worked out. And all and they then, did was play Nintendo. Like, all Jimmy and his dad did was play Nintendo. That's all Jimmy and his dad did was play Nintendo. And, you know, his Matt plays like his dad. So, I mean, honestly, this is a movie about Matt as a father. <laughs> <laughs> as being a good father. This is literally a movie about Matt Cole. Um, <laughs> well, I, don't know, I don't know what that says about his kid, Caleb, or Sam, but... Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great movie. It was so... <laughs> Just some facts before we wrap up. December, it was released on December 15th, 1989. Had a $6 million budget and it made $14 million, so success. Crushed it. Um, it's gained a cult following since its release. They've had movie-themed retro gaming tournaments all over the country. To which Luke Edwards, who played Jimmy, and Fred Savage, who played Corey, and Jenny Lewis, who played Haley, have made appearances at these tournaments. Yeah. The dinosaurs are a real-life tourist attraction in California. It's also featured in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, Jenny Lewis left acting in 1998 and became to focus on music. She is a part of the band Rilo Kylie, which was a pretty successful alt-rock band. Who? Um, Rilo Kylie. I don't know. Have you ever heard of them? No, I don't listen to a lot of alt-rock, though. I thought you, at first you were about to say Kylo Ren. Is that just Kylo Ren spelled different? Kylo Ren might have got they got the name Kylo Ren from this band, I think. Uh fair enough. That's that. Yeah. And the original pitch for this movie was Karate Kid, but with video games. <laughs> that's how yeah. they pitched this to the studio. Which I didn't see that, but that's a hell of a pitch. Yeah, that is a hell of a pitch. I mean, the only thing I saw was everyone is Jimmy and Corey got their ass whipped by those kids that stole his hat. <laughs> Yeah, this movie's phenomenal. I definitely would recommend it to everyone. Any movie that has this much, like, people playing regular Nintendo games, <clears throat> like Turtles or Zelda, I'm all about watching a movie like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's basically an hour and 33-minute commercial for Nintendo, featuring some of the biggest stars at the time and Fred Savage and Christian Slater. Yeah, it's an easy watch. It's an easy watch. I mean, Christian Slater was incredible. Bo Bridges was incredible. It's a fun movie. So here's the question. Did they drop Haley off at home, or did she go home with them? You know, I was wondering that myself when they were driving off, because... She just hops in and is going, you know, just kissing Jimmy. I mean, she's kind of a whore. Yeah, my guess is, is that they dropped her off in Reno, and she never talked to that family again. I would say so. Took her 25K and... Her yeah. and her dad bought a house or something, and now she she's probably, dead. She probably died of overdose four years later. I would assume that's my guess. <laughs> she either died of an overdose or became a hooker just because that nightlife in Reno is, you know, you could tell she's already into it. She was excited to talk about Reno a lot, so yeah, she's definitely dead. Yeah, she's not going to Utah. Yeah, and and you know, the Woods family is happily ever after, so good for them. She was a sacrifice. It was what it was. Yeah, I thought it ended well. It had a good ending. I thought they could have gone a little more in depth with the video game tournament, but I guess that's not what it was about. No, it wasn't about it. They I was expecting it to be like over the top where this tournament was just this massive thing. And it was the last fifty minutes of the movie. Yeah. 
with awesome shirts and just all kinds of crazy shit happening. But instead, it was they just played two two games. It was two games, and they got in a total of twenty minutes time for ten minutes each game. Yeah, but this might be the basis for all these like video game leagues that people like. Now they have it on ESPN where people make like millions of dollars playing in video game tournaments. Oh, yeah. There is no video game tournaments without this movie. Yeah, this is a genesis of all that, probably. It is. It, it absolutely is. And without this movie, I mean, again, you know, cheers to Frank McRae. Another, I mean, we've reviewed as many of his movies as if we have Stallone's, you know. Like, that's how good of an actor he is. Yeah. Well, I do like how all our movies intertwine. Like, Frank McRae was in lockup. This truck wasn't over the top. Um, Lance was in Stone Cold, and now he's Bateman in this movie. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, you all see, have like degrees of separation. Yeah, and there's just this group of actors, you know, that we were drawn to that are, you know, the best. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening. Definitely uh, suggest you go check out the Wizard. Um. Hit us up on Instagram. Um, Jamie's got that Facebook page in the works. Yeah, it's it's uh, getting close to being up and running. Uh, I'm going to try to start updating our Twitter page. I need to get better about that. Um, I just got on Twitter the other day. My Twitter got hacked. I haven't been on it in nine years. Oh, man. I, I, got, I got on it because uh, I got an email saying that somebody signed into my Twitter. and I haven't signed into it since. I moved when I'm the last tweets I posted was when I was moving to Colorado. So it was actually 11 years or something like that. I was talking about taking shits in airports. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So much has changed in 11 years. A lot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so check us out on the socials. Tell your friends about the show. If you enjoy it. Uh, If you have any movies you want to check out, let us know. Um, Yeah. I mean, don't suggest dumb movies, but. I mean, we'll probably pick our own movies, but you can give us ideas, maybe. Yeah, we already have a pretty heavy list. Yeah. So you got to mention something really good to sneak it in. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Peace.